Listeners, welcome to the Rest Exchange Podcast. I am your host, Dr. T, and I am so glad that you are joining me for another Rest Exchange conversation. Today, in episode five, we will be discussing rest in community, and I am so excited to have my very first guest. Her name is Brittany, Brittany Pedroti. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. What an honor. I am so glad you accepted my invitation. Now, before we get talking, let us know who you are, where you're from, what you do, and what brought you to Japan. Mm, So my name is Brittany, like you said, and uh, I am a military spouse like you, and I've been married for about three years. I am from California, been there my whole life, and then I married my husband who's taken me on an adventure in this Navy world and have moved three times in that three years. So we're learning how to be flexible these days. Um, I've always had a passion for helping others. Um, My background is all in child and family development, but here I kind of just love people well as best as I can. And you do that well. Mm -hmm. I've been a recipient of your love and just your friendship. So thank you for just bringing that gift Mm -hmm. into our community. Speaking of community, we will be looking at how we can refocus, Mm -hmm. engage, serve, and transform as a community. And our lives, just like you said, being in the military, we are constantly moving, right? You're in one place maybe for a year or two, mm-hmm. and then you move to another station, to the station. Mm-hmm. What has community looked like for you in this three, you have moved three times mm-hmm. in three years. Mm-hmm. What has that looked like for you with regards to community, and how have you been able to refocus each time you've moved to prioritize community? Mm-hmm. You know, I have I had a really great community when I first started, when I first met my husband and we were courting and going through all of that before I joined this Navy life and just really rich in um, being known and being loved well and uh, being encouraged in all the right ways. Um, so that was hard to leave, but You know, knowing that I am God's and God is going before me everywhere we go uh, really brings me a lot of peace. And when it comes to refocusing and moving all the time, it's really knowing that you need to grow where you're planted. And we are going someplace to be planted specifically for his purpose, no matter where that is, even when it's unknown, even if it's overseas, in a different language, with a different language, different culture, um, God has a purpose and a reason for for where you are. And maybe you're in the same place your whole life. God has a purpose for that too. And just refocusing and knowing like, okay, I'm going through this or I'm in this place right now or I'm gonna be moving again or I just moved here. How am I gonna grow where I'm planted? And knowing that being expectant that God's gonna do a work here and being joyful in that. So. How, if someone is asking a question about what does being planted look like in community, how would you describe that? It looks like being uncomfortable, okay. I think. Yeah. Um, it's saying yes to things that you might be hesitant to, 
otherwise. Yeah. Uh, it's getting to know the people around you and not being shy to do that. And just knowing that, you know, maybe I have my own insecurities and my own fears, but I'm still someone that's loved by God and I need to remember my identity and know that, you know, maybe he's bringing someone to me that I need to encourage that day, or he's gonna bring someone in my path that's gonna encourage me in such a way. So I think it's just facing your fears and being brave, getting to know where you are, receiving it with um, fresh eyes and being adventurous in a way. Yeah. What has been your greatest challenge connecting with community especially in Japan I think when you're first getting to know someone yeah. it's always hard you miss the closeness of relationships that you have already built yeah. that you just had to leave and I think working through those new relationships sharing a little bit and I don't know how they're gonna receive me that's challenging it's challenging to put yourself out there all the time and and to work through those kind of uh, uh, whatever insecurities you have which I think everybody has Absolutely. no matter how they present we all have our own things that we're working out in our hearts in our minds constantly and um, I think that that's been a challenge to just okay, no matter what, I'm just going to be myself and yeah. I'm going to work through it. I'm going to stick in it. I'm going to stick with it. And you know what's so sweet is that every time I do, God meets me exactly where I'm at and he'll bring me right, just the right person or yeah. that person will say just the right thing to encourage me and spur me on to keep me going. Yeah. Speaking of which, the thing I love about how intentional you are in being present within community is what drew me to you. I remember meeting you when we were doing one of our women's gatherings and just your outreach to me was so welcoming. You saw me, you embraced me, and you welcomed me into your circle. Mm. And when I mean your circle, I mean your heart, mm. you know? And it, it has been something that has been so meaningful for me. Your engagement, your willingness to be uncomfortable mm. and reach out, not only to me, I know so many women can say the same, mm -hmm. having encountered you. How do you stay engaged? How do you allow that curious brain of mm. Brittany to hone on to someone and say, I want to get to know them mm. and getting to know them, how can I grow in this relationship? Mm. What's that process like for you? Mm. Well, when I first met you, I remember very vividly just seeing your presence, seeing exactly who you are, your confidence, the way you carried yourself. You just are a leader just in who you are. And for me, that was such a comfort to know that you were there to support and to join in. And I knew there was wisdom there that I wanted to, to have more of. Like, who doesn't want to access the, the beauty around them? And I think God gives me eyes in just the right moment to see people. Mm. And, and I have a heart for people. Like, I just want to be around people a lot. I need community. I need to be known and loved and accepted. And I think 
whatever insecurities come with those first interactions, that isn't as strong of a drive in my life than actually knowing somebody and actually being loved. I love that. So it's worth it for me to do the work so that I can have that relationship, Mm. so that I can be in that community, even if it's uncomfortable, even if I walk into a room and I don't know where I'm going to sit, or, ooh, I don't know that person, or that person gave me a dirty look one time, I'm not (laughs) sure about them. But you press in and you smile anyways, and you hope that you're received well and you know you may not always be but in my experience I think everybody just wants to be loved and accepted everybody wants to be seen and known so just having a warm heart to receive or to give love makes a difference when you are willing to put yourself out there Mm -hmm. and want to form friendships right or want to form community and it's not reciprocated how do you process that Mm. 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 when i'm at my best or at my worst (laughs) (laughs) you know sometimes you have to step away i step away yeah i'll step away and i'll replay whatever the encounter is and i think more and more recognizing okay nope that's not going to be a hurdle. Nope, that could be the enemy trying to get in between and trying to stop me from being close to a person who really could be a source of life for me here. Yeah. Um, I don't do that well all the time, but I'm working at it. And I do think so often the enemy is at work more than we acknowledge. Yeah. And if we could just work past those negative thoughts or those negative encounters and know that everybody's working through something. You don't know how brave someone had to be to walk into that door. We never know the battles that everyone else is experiencing in their own life. Mm -hmm. So if we could just have more grace and more love and just think the best of other people, live out that Imago Dei, that God in Christ in you, Christ in me, like... If I know Christ is in someone, am I going to press a little further to see, okay, God, like, what do you have for me here? Um, I think it makes all the difference, but it's definitely hard, you know, because you're not going to get along with everybody, but I still think that God can use everybody in your life. It's a very uncomfortable feeling Mm -hmm. when you definitely want to be in community Mm -hmm. and sometimes you feel as though you're not invited in Mm -hmm. and I think it becomes more hurtful if it's Christian community yes because you're thinking hey we serve the same God and we want to practice what we are taught Mm -hmm. but when that's not lived out you you begin to wonder why in the world is this not working the way it's supposed to work you know we, we we are meant for community yes I always say that there's a DNA strand in us that speaks community. And without that, we deprive each other's gifts. Mm-hmm. You know, if you chose not to be inviting, mm-hmm. I'd never have known the gift that you are to me mm-hmm. and how you enrich my life, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So when we choose to engage, and we just sit at the table. Mm-hmm. And so let me get to know Brittany more. Yeah. 
what is she about how can I grow from maybe what she's walked through how has her life impacted her mm -hmm. and how can I learn from her life mm -hmm. what I can do differently if I'm having maybe the same struggle mm -hmm. that she's walked through yeah. so we deny ourselves the gifts of each other mm. when we choose not to engage. Mm -hmm. You know, I was recently um, reading a devotion about masks and how so often in our own Christian community we are wearing masks. Mm -hmm. And we walk in and we want to be our best selves and put on this brave face and look like we have it all together. But that's where we hide where God is, the work yeah. that He's done in our lives. and. You know, I, I hope and pray that I can be more and more brave to just be me, yeah. whatever that looks like in a day, um, and to share the things that we work through, the moments where we're like, you know, I really didn't feel like coming, but I'm here, yeah. and, and allow someone to receive that and encourage me in that. You know, we're called to spur one another on, but if we don't know where we're hurting or where we're broken, yeah. how can we speak life over you? How can we pray? How can we encourage one another if we don't really know one another? Yeah. So being vulnerable, being authentic, and just knowing that we're all broken. Yeah. There is not one perfect person yeah. except for Jesus Christ. Absolutely. So why hide it? Yeah. Speaking of masks, community looks different now mm -hmm. compared to what it was. Mm -hmm. I remember when we first met last year at the Bible study, one of the few times when I initially met you, we were 40 strong in a room of women. Yes. You know, um, just fellowshipping and getting to know each other. Mm -hmm. And a year later, that's not even possible. Right. And so I see that community has been affected. Mm -hmm. The way we used to do community is not how we're doing it now. Mm -hmm. What has been the biggest struggle or challenge for you now, not being able to have the same access with the women mm -hmm. in light of what's going on in the world mm -hmm. with the pandemic? It's definitely taken a toll. You know, there's a lot of moments where I think a lot of us just feel alone and feel by ourselves. Yeah. And it's, I've had to look within and be more vulnerable. Even with people I already was close with, yeah. I have to be even more vulnerable and say, hey, I'm feeling a little bit like this. Like, can we go for a walk? Like, I'm, I just need to be around people. Like, yeah. can we? And so it looks more personal, like interpersonal, just one-on-one -on -one maybe, or little groups together rather than big groups. Um, but just trying to create encounters, create community however we can. I think before it made it a little easy when you it was there was an open invitation that you could say yes to. Yeah. And now we kind of have to write our own little invitations and say, hey, <laughs> will you receive this? Like, will you say yes to the coming to the party? I love that. Party of two. <laughs> you know? But there's there's such richness that comes from from that. It's yeah. it's a quality over quantity right now. Uh, but it's definitely hard and we have to be uncomfortable and make ourselves a little bit more vulnerable or be stretched in ways. And maybe it looks like logging onto a Zoom call when yeah. that's not your favorite or, you know,
doing something virtually that maybe you've never done before. Yeah. It's working out new muscles. Um, but we have to, I think it's worth it to do the work, to say yes to being uncomfortable yeah. so that we can experience the richness that's around us and not let the enemy have a stronghold in keeping us separate. Change is a very difficult thing to embrace, mm -hmm. even when it's needed. We're always resistant. Mm -hmm. And I think what has happened to us, especially this year, is, is this forced change. You didn't want to maybe, as you said, do that Zoom call or be heavily reliant on technology. Mm -hmm. But because of just how we have to honor what the CDC rules are in terms of social distancing, you cannot help but get online and connect that way. Right. And if community is a part of who we are, mm -hmm. however uncomfortable mm -hmm. that initial login might be, mm -hmm. the results after is what's more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. Because I may not see you face to face in terms of being together physically, but you're still the Brittany that I know mm -hmm. on the other side of the screen. Mm -hmm. And we're still building community. Mm -hmm. And we can't shy away from that. Mm -hmm. Because that is what feeds us. Yes. That makes us stronger. Mm -hmm. And if we shy away from that, if we choose to feed our discomfort mm -hmm. and not cling to what truly matters, mm -hmm. again, we miss out on being gifts to each other. Yeah. You're yeah. absolutely right. And I think it, it's not always virtual. Sometimes it's an outside service. Yeah. And maybe it's blazing hot out. Or maybe it's pouring rain. <laughs> we get it all here in Japan. And it's going anyway. Yeah. And showing up and knowing that God is there and God's going to meet us where we're at. And he's in the midst of this. Yeah. He's in the midst of this pandemic that we're experiencing right now. He was there before and he's going to be there after. Yeah. And he wants us to experience him in each other, in community. Yeah. So we yeah. need it. Absolutely. When I met you, you were the president of the Protestant Women of the Chapel. And I saw you serving us with such grace, such beauty, and such presence. And I know that, again, the way we do community has changed. How have you continued to serve even as you have walked this journey the last few months? Mm -hmm. And when I talk about serving, I, I'm always mindful of just that selfless kind of service mm -hmm. with the understanding that it's all about legacy. Mm -hmm. How do I want to be remembered? Mm -hmm. What good do I bring to the table? Mm -hmm. So for you, what has service looked like the last six months? You know, it's been really hard because we're so in our own minds. We're all trying to process and understand what's going on. Yeah. And it's taken time. There was a season of rest where, you know, maybe I didn't serve outwardly and I just rested because we all needed that kind of reprieve. And then it was like, okay, I'm feeling okay. I'm feeling good enough. And, you know, if I'm feeling this way, there's probably other people feeling this way. Yeah. And I'm blessed 
in a way to be just with my husband. It's just my husband and I. We don't have little ones to love on yet. So the freedom is a little bit greater there. Mm -hmm. Where there's also moms or people that are dealing with toddlers and dealing with teenagers and dealing with school age kids and they need love. So I think looking outside of myself and whatever I'm experiencing and knowing that there's other people struggling in different ways and seeing them, thinking of them and going and seeing, hey, how can I help you? Or just checking in, what can I do for you? Or, you know, there was a moment where I was just baking cookies, nothing else to do but yeah. bake. So I would bake cookies and I would write a little note and I would leave them at, at my friend's doors anonymously and just say, hey, you know, yeah. with a little word of encouragement just to love in a way that I could, yeah. you know, but it really looks like knowing people and seeing the needs that we're not going to always ask for mm. because it's hard for us to ask for help. Yeah. You know, we need to have it all together. We need to take care of ourselves. Everybody has, you know, their own problems and their own things, but we need to see one another. And um, for me, it's, been important for me to look outside of myself and it's always more fulfilling to me when I'm helping another person or I'm seeing another person and Mm. and coming alongside but not everybody is in the same walk of life yeah but I do think you know oh you see that I have a couple kids you have a couple kids come on over and why don't you guys take an hour as a couple to go do your own thing you know just thinking outside of the box a little bit more and I think we've been forced to do that, mm-hmm. you know, just in terms of how we can serve each other. And sometimes it's as simple as making a phone call. Yes. And checking up on someone and see how they're doing. Yeah. Sending that text, you know, secretly praying for others. They may not know that you're praying for them, but that is you serving. Mm-hmm. You are willing to um, lift their burdens before God and God to work on their behalf. Right. You know, so just again, as you, I love what you said, the ability to be open to the different way we serve each other, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's needed. Pain is real. Mm-hmm. We all go through pain differently. And with pain comes change. That change hopefully leads to uh, transformation which is more positive than negative mm-hmm. you know sometimes the, the, the change that we go through because of the pain that we've been through isn't positive mm-hmm. for you with just community being in the forefront of how we do life what has been the biggest discomfort or um the most pain you've walked through, especially this year, Mm. that has allowed you to change for the better? You know, stepping out in a leadership role was really challenging. It was really hard because I don't see myself as qualified. And I think a lot of people will be the first to disqualify ourselves from any kind of calling that God has on our lives or from doing anything that might be bigger than ourselves. 
And I had to say yes to that, and that was uncomfortable. And not only that, but I also had a group of women that I was working with who were my pillars, that we worked really closely together. They, we all got to see each other when things weren't going right, when things at home may be messy, or things that we were planning got changed, and mm. we're all experiencing stress in different ways. And I think that's when you really see someone, yeah. because we react not always positively, not always the way we wished, and that's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable to let somebody see a different side of you than you'd like. You know, yeah. we all wanna, like I said, be our best selves, but that's not real life. And um, there were moments when there was tension and struggle within relationships or within um, this role of, of leading that I had to be vulnerable and say, hey, I'm struggling here, or like, hey, I reacted in this way, and I'm really sorry. Yeah. But staying open and knowing that there's going to be someone on the other end who hopefully will receive that. Yeah. But working through those pains, and, and even seeing, like, someone might not receive me well, and it's just, I'm going to sit, you know, and I'm still going to love them well, and I'm yeah. still going to work at it, because I think... The enemy loves for us to have dissension. He loves to sever yeah. ties. Yeah. And I just don't, he's not gonna win. Yeah. You know, God is victorious and he wants us to be together. So if I have to put in a little extra work to remind someone that, no, I'm here and I'm trustworthy. Like, hey, no, we're in this together. Mm -hmm. We don't have to be alone. We don't have to go hide. We're in this together. Yeah. Uh, it takes work. It takes vulnerability. It takes, you know, sometimes sharing faults that we have or insecurities we have that we don't like to talk about yeah but it's so worth it in the end uh, because you're tighter you're stronger the relationships becomes um more healthier mm -hmm. why do you think that we have we have a hard time being vulnerable being truthful with each other. What's that about? I think we don't know that everyone will receive that well. Yeah. How can we trust someone to not go and share that with someone else? Mm. Or, you know, to to not think that, oh, you did that? Mm, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Yeah. Like, I think we care so much about what other people think that it makes it harder to just share our broken places. Yeah. And a lot of times because we look around and we do look to the left and the right, we think, oh, they look like they have it all together. They look like they have it all together. They wouldn't understand or they may not receive the brokenness or the ugly moment. But when we share those things with one another and we know deep down, mm, things aren't always what they seem, yeah. then we can press a little bit further. But it is hard when someone hasn't broken the ice, yeah. you know? I think someone just needs to share or be real in one way, but sometimes still people don't don't wanna go there, don't yeah. wanna go that deep. It's risky yes. because as you said, you do not know what that person is going to do with your brokenness. Mm -hmm. And I think that is where the enemy, for the most part, has I don't want to say one, mm. but that is where I think he has an advantage over us mm. because he knows that if we truly are vulnerable 
and we keep each other safe in our vulnerability we become a stronger army mm -hmm. you cannot penetrate that shield mm -hmm. but if you tell me your deepest struggles and while you were telling me I'm formulating a story about who I'm going to tell mm. I think right there we begin to weaken mm -hmm. that wall mm -hmm. we begin to weaken that fence mm -hmm. and if a storm comes through that fence is broken mm -hmm. because we never really fortified those defenses mm -hmm. and by fortifying it's what you tell me is safe with me yes and what i tell you is safe yes because we are broken mm -hmm. but we all are in need of a savior who can heal those broken places yes yes and god's the only one who can heal yeah but the beautiful thing about it is that god created man to be in relationship with one another yeah. and he uses the people around us to build us up when we're falling like to hold us up if we're falling down to hold our hands up so that we can keep doing what God wants us to do yeah. and when we're trying to do it in our own strength and by ourselves we're going to struggle a lot more than we would have had we just shared yeah and let somebody in to help us up a trustworthy somebody yes and I think that is what we need to strive for mm -hmm. in community as we refocus, as we engage, as we serve, and as we transform, that trust should be, I think, the building block. Mm -hmm. Like, we celebrate each other when we succeed. Mm -hmm. We embrace each other when we're broken. Mm -hmm. One of the stories that has really touched my heart um, is the story of Chadwick Bosman mm. and how his community kept his struggles private. Mm. They protected him. Mm -hmm. Even though he was a superhero to the world, mm -hmm. but his intimate circle said, no, we're going we're gonna to protect you mm -hmm. from this. Mm -hmm. You know, and to me, the lesson I'm trying to learn from that is the whole protective piece. Mm -hmm. In your brokenness, you've got a circle that you can trust. Mm -hmm. They will not spill the beans. Yes. And what is so um, um, attractive, especially when you talk about Hollywood, is who can sell the story faster mm -hmm. and who can get money mm -hmm. for that story. But to think for four years this man struggled with his cancer and his inner circle kept it tight-lipped. Mm -hmm. And we only found out after the fact, mm. you know? And I think even for us as a community, community of believers, or just humanity in general, mm -hmm. that we protect each other mm -hmm. in our deepest pain, yes. in our deepest discomfort, mm -hmm. because we become stronger for that. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it's not easy because mm -hmm. we want we want to blast everything out there, but the grace and the the restraint not to abuse our brokenness mm -hmm. for the sake of notoriety, yeah, is something to be learned. Yes, 
And you're absolutely right because there's gonna be moments when we're vulnerable and you're like, that person can say anything they want. They can go talk to anybody they want with that. Like gossip is a thing, that's real. And we have to work through and ultimately trust God enough to know that God's gonna bring me safe people. And even if they share, it's gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay because God is my ultimate protector and he is the one that I can trust above anything else because we are broken. We may fall short, but God's going to bring us people who are going to keep us strong, who are going to hold up the shield when ours is falling down, you know, and thinking the best in one another. Someone might say something and you're like, "Mm, what did that mean? (laughs) But if we remember, like, no, this person has this positive characteristic, we have this, like, when you remember who people are around you, yeah. who, what their identity is, and who they are, and what kind of friend they've been, it makes that even stronger. And may we quiet the other things, yeah. or the misspoken words, or the attitude that was a little off, and trust that hmm, maybe they're going through something. Yeah. I'm gonna check in on that. I'm gonna go back and revisit that, or I'm gonna share, like, Hey, when you said that, I felt a kind of way. And in that, it makes it stronger. It keeps them tight-lipped. It keeps us remembering that we need each other and we can hold each other up and we can trust each other. Absolutely. Parting words from you to the listeners about community. What would you want the listeners to hear or embrace about how important community is especially even with what we're going through right now i think as much as we struggle and we know our our own shortcomings uh, there's someone on the other side who also is feeling those same things and knowing that we all just want to be loved and accepted we all just want to be received by a friendly face Sometimes we need to be that friendly face, uh, regardless of whatever you're feeling. Um, Staying warm towards one another, being vulnerable with one another, even when it's uncomfortable. Um, And knowing that being uncomfortable is okay. God does not call us to a life of comfort. Um, Jesus didn't walk on this earth very comfortably, you Mm. know? And I think being okay being uncomfortable will be the best way to grow in community. Yeah. Because on the other side of it is a God who's gonna comfort and and that friendship will be a comfort yeah. as you work through whatever it is that you need to work through in yeah. a community, whatever the initial feelings, just staying open and staying okay with whatever's uncomfortable. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you for sharing the space with me. And thank you for being a gift to the podcast community. I I cannot thank you enough um, just for your friendship again and um, you being a pillar, not only to me and for me, but I know for other women in our community. Mm -hmm. So thank you for your time and thank you for being a gift. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me here and allowing me to say yes and be uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm so grateful for you. Awesome. Well, listeners, I hope our conversation has been 
one that has been insightful, uplifting, and hopefully you will take a nugget or two on your own journey to forming strong communities, especially in this day and age. So as you refocus, prioritize community, however way that looks like for you, be curious, engage with others that you do not know, uh, serve each other with love, with understanding, with grace, and most of all, allow whatever pain you've gone through in community to be transformative so that you can help someone else. Mm -hmm. Until next time, stay safe, be safe, and love on each other. Take care.